Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick flying solo. So Bob Myers is gone. He officially stepped down from his duties as the Golden State Warriors uh, head of basketball operations, general manager, all that stuff, whatever his official title was. But this was something that felt like it was going to happen when it was first announced, like in December, that talks for a Bob Myers extension were going kind of nowhere. They were at a stalemate. I personally didn't believe it. But then again, everything still in December was a little bit optimistic considering the Warriors, they were still kind of in a in a weird place, but you thought they could pull out of it. And, you know, as the season went on, it just became clearer and clearer that maybe he would be stepping out. And, you know, he had until technically end of June until his contract officially ran out. But once Lakeup gave Bob Myers uh, a bigger offer like a week or two ago and Myers didn't take it, it was pretty clear that his initial starting point was to leave, was to step down. Uh, but the offer, I guess, made him think about it. You know, he seems like he weighs things very judiciously and he left. He's gone. I expected it. And to be honest, someone told me that Bob Myers wanted out. And I guess I prepared myself for that eventuality. And here we are. Here we are. And I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm very appreciative of Bob Myers for everything that he's done. I remember when he played high school basketball at Monta Vista in Danville, California. He was good. He was good. And then he went on to play, or at least be a walk-on at UCLA, won a title in 1995 with the Bruins, and became a great sports agent for basketball players and then became the Warriors GM and it's been an awesome ride. And he's had a very, I mean, I'm jealous of his career to have grown up as a Warriors fan and then to be the GM and help bring four titles to the Bay. It's, it's every kid's dream. So no idea what he's going to do next. I surely hope he does not go to the Clippers because that's the one place I can see Steve Ballmer giving him a load of cash to convince him otherwise. And then Myers would be able to be in LA because I guess he likes LA. So we'll see. We'll see. But for all intents and purposes, it seems like the vibe he gave off at his presser was that uh, he needed some legit time away spending with his family kind of decompress from all these years so you know we'll see but at this point it's over and best of luck to him i mean i don't need to go through all of his accomplishments over the past what 11 12 years or whatever so you know where do they go from here where the warriors go i mean it's pretty clear that mike dunleavy ironically <laughs> i mean we know he's been in the front office and he's been groomed to take over perhaps maybe for bob myers or to go off and do his own thing as a gm somewhere but it's ironic <laughs> that he 
is likely next in line to be the Warriors GM because of how his Warriors career went, right? There's that famous photo of a Cavs player falling to the ground and kicking Dunleavy in the face. Uh, That one's made the rounds for years, but he is going to be in charge of this. And I personally don't know exactly what his allegiances are, what he wants to do, what his plans are. Does he want to make a big splash? Is he going to listen more to Lacob and make the moves that he wants and make the cost-saving moves that he wants? Or is he going to be like, hey, uh, let's go all in on the core and Steve Kerr and try to get a couple titles in the next two or three years, perhaps, and then start his rebuild after that? Who knows? Who knows? We're not exactly sure yet. Maybe somebody else takes over instead of Dunleavy. But, you know, I think, and I've said this before, I think I am, I'm good with this because I want to see some change with this team. Not necessarily like, I mean, I would have loved Bob Myers to have stayed, but just overall, just some change. And in the past year or so, this past season through the playoffs, it's like, it's just been so dull, right? It's the same old, same old because of these mediocre ways that the players approach the game, how the season went and the hemming and hawing, all this stuff. And finally there's some action. The GM was the first shoot a drop, right? (laughs) And now we're waiting for what happens next after that. So this is where the intrigue of the offseason really, really takes off. This is where it starts. Who gets moved? Who gets signed? Who gets extended? You know, obviously, episode I did recently with Aaron in Toronto talking about all the trades. It was like an hour, 15-minute episode talking about all the hypothetical fake trades that we think could, should, and should not happen. Who's that going to fall on? And what is if it is Dunleavy, what is his relationship with Lacob? I have no idea. We don't really know because they've never been fully out there. We don't know that dynamic. But Dunleavy, he's been going to the GM meetings. He went to those in Chicago. So he's been groomed for this. What is his relationship with the players? I have no idea. That's going to be really, really fascinating because obviously I don't think they're going to gut the team. I think Joe Lacob wants to win. It's just, you know, that's never been in doubt. It's just people have questioned and disagreed with the way that you win, right? Do you win all in now or do you walk that fine line and try to win and then also stack the deck and plan for the future? Obviously, last year, the latter worked. This year, it did not. I've gone over. I've gone over the myriad of reasons why that did not work this past season. So I won't rehash all that now. But this is where, you know, the year-round NBA season basically gets really, really interesting for the Warriors. I don't think the dynasty is over. I think that Lakeup is going to try to win. I think as long as Steph is with the team, his voice and what he wants is not going to be diminished at all. No one's going to do that. No one in the front office presently, no one uh, that they would bring in, no one <laughs> would do that. So what Steph wants, it seems, is he wants Draymond, he wants Clay, 
and how those parties negotiate their futures with the team, you know, that remains to be seen. You know what I mean? I think that Draymond will come to a realization if he hasn't already of the Warriors being the best place for him and they'll work out a deal. And I think Clay, I mean, who knows, right? Clay is always going to be chasing what he was in 2019. I think that's how the rest of his career is going to go until he finds some level of satisfaction, right? Maybe for him, it's like proving he is worth that one big contract in his mid thirties again, but that's not realistic. You know, just the way the CBA is and the way the luxury tax and all the repeater stuff that the Warriors have to pay and the fact that Clay is not a number two guy anymore, at least consistently, and that they need other ways to fill out the roster. So all that stuff is what's ahead for whoever is in charge. But I'm here for it, man. This is this is exciting to me. I mean, um, I'm sad, of course, to some extent that Bob Myers is gone, but that's, I guess, technically, like, he's the second one, right? I mean, I don't know if Andre Dalla has officially filed his retirement papers, but Andre retiring and then Bob Myers moving on, those are, those are two big pieces of this dynasty, two folks who have won four of the rings, all four of the rings. Right. There's only a handful of people, prominent people up front that can say that. So the past two weeks since it got eliminated, you know, it's been a lot of just like conjecture. And like I said, fake trades and all this other stuff, just waiting for something to happen. And I'm glad something finally did. And I had a feeling it would be now. Right. Because when Myers got that last final offer from Lakeham, it was like, OK, he's not taking it. You know, there's no word on this. He's not jumping for joy and jumping at the chance to be like, okay, I was waiting for a better offer. Here we go. It's like, well, you know, he probably had his foot out the door already, but then was just like, okay, you know, let's, let's see, let's, let's see if this is worth it. And then ultimately decided no, you know? And uh, again, from what I heard, this was how it was going to be no matter what, but good on Lake for at least, putting that offer out there, you can't blame him for that because he put his best offer, right? You can never say Lake of lowballed him. And yeah, Lake may may have known already that he was going to leave and he was like, okay, I'm just going to give this offer. And uh, it is what it is, but yeah, it's going to be a fun off season and this is just the start of it. So we'll see how the rest of it goes. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see who is in charge next. Again, presumably Dunleavy and how this all goes, right? (laughs) How this all goes. There's a big faction of Warriors fans who only, even though they're aware Dunleavy was in the front office, who only really know Dunleavy from those really, really bad years when he was the third pick in the draft behind Yao Ming and Jason Williams. And I personally like Dunleavy. Coming out of college, I actually thought he was going to be really, really good. And I think he could have been if he was in a better situation. But, you know, that's not the point. We're not talking about his playing career, but just what Warriors fans' reaction will be once he makes a move or says something that they don't like. It's going to be fascinating. But I don't know. We'll wait for that announcement when 
it actually drops. Hopefully it drops soon uh, and they can just get the ball rolling on free agency, uh, you know, trade stuff and the draft and moving the pick or using the pick or whatever. Anyway, that's all I got. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.